Hello, this is the Parent Panel, a weekly podcast where we invite one mum and one dad onto the show to give their insights and wisdom as parents. Today, we have a mum who has managed the impossible. She made my kids' room look neat. And a dad who's a comedian that marries people. Well, sometimes you catch yourself just being bossed around. You're going, wait, wait a second. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm, I'm an adult. <laughs> Neve one day took her nappy off and just rubbed it on the wall. Oh, wow. I kind of feel like parenting is a good antidote to my anal retentiveness. I think you're still in the trenches with your kids. I like the expression trenches. I sometimes call it the vortex. <laughs> the Parent Panel with Siobhan Hunt. Our mum today is Anita Burgess from Mizon Plus. She's a mum to two kids, a boy and a girl aged five and seven, and she is about to become a stepmom to two kids aged nine and 12. Hello, Anita. Congratulations. <laughs> wow. Getting married next year. Yes, and becoming a mum again. Again, well, yeah, just continuing on with this great adventure. Blended family. Blended family. I'm hashtag blended family. Hashtag modern family. That's exactly where (laughs) I am right now. And feeling it. Sounds so complicated. The car changed, got a seven-seater. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, I'm driving a tank. And you inherit a tween. Yeah, 12-year-old girl. Oh, my God. So I got a 12-year-old girl, nine-year-old boy. That will be my stepkids. And then I have a... Oh, what do I have? Seven-year-old boy. <laughs> what am I? And a five-year-old girl. So it's like, it's actually really good that the whole dynamics have worked out amazing. You're like the new Angelina Jolie. Oh, God. At least she hasn't gone overseas to acquire these children. No. They were, they're, they're, they're baby. Born. We don't know that information yet, though. <laughs> Could be from anywhere. Our dad is a marriage celebrant and comedian. Chris North has three kids, two boys and a girl aged... 11, 13, and 15, unless they've had birthdays since we last spoke. They have. Uh, it's 11, four, it's now 12, 14, and 15. Just recently. Only just oh, recently. Wow. Happy birthday. Well, happy, happy birthday. Yeah, the boys are, have gone a year older and, and the attitude's kicked in. Oh. Uh, but I just thought, hang on, there yeah. are two things out of this. Firstly, yes. you're, you're like, this is amazing. Like, so you're yes. going to get married next year. Yes. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the celebrant. <clears throat> yeah, we actually haven't decided on what we're doing uh, next. Someone will make you laugh. I don't think you need to just, uh, decide <laughs> I, this, is, I, this is not a... This is this, such a good, like, opportunity. I love how you just grab the, you know, I'm all my horns yeah, kind of I thing. I do this all the time. I'm like friends' Good. Facebook pages, though. They go, oh, congratulations. And I go, congratulations for so Christmas. Here Silver. is it's the like, link to my website. Yeah, I do. And people <laughs> go, you're just terrible. And I go, well, it gives me business. It is. That's right. Uh, and the second thing is uh, just in- inheriting a tween, uh, having a teenage girl. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm fluent in two languages. Yes. French and teenage girl. Okay. <laughs> I don't find they what, speak. What is that? I think the older they're that? getting, they stop talking. That's it. And they're just, it's all written on the face. Yeah, that's it. It's all becomes it's that. very facial. Mm. Really? Yeah. Mm. Like the, the, the furrows, the, the brow furrows, the lips pout. The rolling of the yes. eyes. The... Yeah. yeah. What words do they use, Chris? <sighs> Leave me alone. And this, that's my, <laughs> my favourite one is this. <sighs> yeah. It's a, it's a good you expression. You get that a lot, don't oh, you? Oh, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Did she? Did that she one? adore yeah. you once? Because my daughter adores me, and loved I'm not me. quite ready. Loved me. <laughs> not ready for, to lose that. Oh, shame. He looks like he's grieving a little. I feel he's like got a bit of. It's like I don't get anything back anymore. Can we? Can we get? Can we just get angry at some topics before we start yeah. going into therapy? Oh well, yeah. Let's not. Yeah, let's not go to therapy. Okay. Well, today because we want to, um, you know. Get Chris angry. Uh, we are, <laughs> we're talking about taking risks, swearing, and the most awful Halloween costumes ever. First up, though, the good one to get Chris going: Loonig's cartoon about mums on phones. Is it too harsh, or did he have a point? 
Last week, Australian cartoonist Lunig, Michael Lunig, published a cartoon of a mum on her phone pushing a pram. The mum is so absorbed with her phone that she hasn't noticed the baby has fallen out of the pram. There was a huge outcry against the cartoon, given mums in particular are under so much pressure to parent already. Now, um, in case you're thinking, oh, well, maybe that's not what he was saying. This is the poem that accompanied the cartoon, and it goes like this. Mummy was busy on Instagram when beautiful Bubby fell out of the pram and lay on the path unseen and alone, wishing that he was loved like a phone. So he's definitely making a comment there regardless of what he says. Anita, do you think Lunig was being too harsh or has he got a point about how much time we're all spending on our phones? I think he definitely has the point of us all spending time on our phones. I think I spend too much time on my phone. I know my kids sometimes look at me and say, Mummy, get, you know, please get off your phone or whatever. And especially I remember being in the playground and um and being so on, boring. Yeah, it's not yeah. And the whole thing is, I mean, look, so they'll fall. It's not, you know, it's not <laughs> it's it's all about resilience and building up strength. <laughs> and, you know, they're eating stuff on the ground. I'm like, it's immunity. They're gonna build up you know, their immune system better. But the look, the serious part is is that I think us, everyone, men, women, all ages, teenagers, we're all on our phone too much. I do feel it. I feel that when I'm off the phone, like when I am taking a flight somewhere or there's a place where I cannot be on my phone, I do feel a sense of um, release. I do feel like I'm not bound to it as much. Look, and also though, my phone is my work. A lot of my phone is my work. And I know with a lot of people, mums, dads, again, anyone, the phone is um, an extension of their work, whether it's answering emails, text messages, Instagram posting, it can be part of someone's brand and work. The main thing is, though, I am trying to do is I've actually been quite honest with my kids and I tell them, mummy needs half an hour to Instagram. They don't know what Instagram is, but they actually say to me, oh, are you going to do your Instagram now? So I've tried to put some boundaries on that so they know mummy's actually working on her Instagram. The thing, though, with Lunig, when he pulled this out about a mum and her pram and her not paying attention to the children, my blood boiled, absolutely boiled. Because, number one, you're not a woman. You're not a mum. So you can't throw you can't throw those stones. You just can't. And second of all, mums have superpowers. So we can talk on our phone, order a coffee, change a nappy, and and push a swing in a in a playground. So I'm telling you right now, no kid is falling out of a pram and not being noticed by a mum. I'm telling you, she's catching that child and texting at the same time. <laughs> So, mic drop, Lunig. She's joining like the Australian cricket team or something. (laughs) She could, is what Anita's saying. (laughs) She could. And and text at the same time the score. Chris, what's your take on it? I think, look, there's some some good points on this. And that that is, first and foremost, there is an incessant need, and we've discussed this before, that people feel that there's a reliance now on this appendage, which is otherwise known as the phone. Um, And a a photographer just recently did this great photo kind of series 
uh, where he photoshopped all the phones out of the pictures. I've seen and you it. See it's that fantastic. To show how empty and lonely people, people are. People in the bed, kind yeah. of away, facing away from each other, and they've taken the phone out, but yeah. actually, t- I know. And that's it's quite, and that's quite destroy. It, it destroys. You go far out. This is it really is Connection. that what it's come down to? The second thing, I suppose, and look, you know, it, and you're right. You know, he's not a mum. Um, so why should he take away the right of a mum to be able to play Pokemon Go and get you know 500 <laughs> points on a little Gadooby Dooby monster uh, as she's walking down the virtual street uh, and you know hashtag life is blessed hashtag work life hashtag office for the day uh, and not be responsible for her children. Uh, the, 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 the <laughs> so hang on, hang on. So it's just one question I just want to yeah. say is that a lot of the times mums, I will say this, when they are on their phones and even if they are Facebook stro- scrolling, there might be a time of that, but there's also a lot of times that women and mums are reaching out to other mums sure. to help with and and it's not like and they're not like, posting on we're Instagram. not posting on like it's not about posting on Instagram sure. it's like they might actually say my son is feeling like this how can I help and that's the village we have now a lot of women and mums their village is on social media couldn't agree with you more I think yeah. that is wonderful that there's that opportunity yeah. for mums and dads yes. to reach out I was Absolutely. a I was a stay-at-home dad for four years so I get it I went to play group every week I know what it's like there's you know, certain challenges when it comes to having three kids kids under five. Well, at that point, it was like three kids under four. But here's the thing, though. Uh, invariably, I will walk past a park and I will see uh, people. Mum, and I don't think, just let's be kind of back to Looney, I don't think it has to be about the mum. Uh, I think it's well, just about the... mistake. Yeah, well, but it's it's about the, the responsible care carer. So the mum can be a metaphor for anybody who's responsible for the child. Uh, and that's, you know... Go to parks, invariably you'll see adults sitting there, scroll. You just see them scrolling through stuff while kids are running around going, I saw one the other day in Maruba going, um, calling, I think it may have been an au pair. Well, I sacked a a nanny for that exact reason because one of the kids came back to me. My eldest daughter came back and said, oh, we went down to the beach and uh, she was just on a phone the whole time. I went, really? So I said, like, is this something while they were down your... Are you taking your phone now? Oh, yeah, I was just, just checking a message, but it's all good. But then, You see that a lot as well, though, but Chef, then with the nannies, especially. It's different, but it's a different... They, they, they're, they're not the mum. But No, but they're but responsible you, for the yeah, child. I agree with and, you. And you've paid them. And you've paid, and you've paid them. them. And, you've paid them. And, and if this but is not a problem... they were part of the cartoon. <laughs> but if this is not a problem, if this is not a human truth, it is absolutely a human truth that we have become so self-obsessed, yes. we don't care about the people that are in front of us. And the way that's been reasoned is that if you walk through uh, in the in the city of Sydney, go to the corner of uh, Pitt Street and Goulburn Street, outside the World Square building, they've put lights in the ground, <laughs> red lights to stop you. So you, you walk to test the fact that people are so engrossed on their phones, they That's walk insane. straight through oh, lights. I've, I've actually almost them. run over so, people because yeah. they've crossed the road and not looked right. And, and it turns they are, green. I agree with you. It I turns green you. when they walk. Yeah. And there's a lesson to be learned. You're there to engage with your kids. My wife and I have this great saying with each other, and that is the days are long, but the years are short. And I look at this right now. I've got kids that are now all teenagers and one's nearly teen. And I go, I wish I could turn back and spend a bit more time. I wish that you know, the technology wasn't part of our lives because that is, that is infuriating. Yeah. One that. of the things about this, though, that I think is interesting, I, I think that um, content creators like cartoonists, it is their job to inspire conversations. And I think this is an important conversation to have. I think, though, that it is fair to take issue with Lunig for making the mother the subject of the cartoon because he would have known, in a way, he's written... I I love his cartoons generally, but he has had a history of 
doing controversial cartoons that are targeted at parenthood and motherhood in Hang particular. Hang on, but that's like saying you can, you, can, you can take parody, you can take aim, but you can only take aim if I approve. No, I that's, don't think so. No. I, don't th- I think that you have a responsibility. You can make parody, but he can't stand up now and go, oh, but I wasn't attacking mothers. He Absolutely, was. you he was were. But, let's, but even if he is, even even if he is, let's go by figures. What if you go by numbers and you find that the majority of numbers it, it, it stands? Then what if we spend months researching this and come back and we kept this conversation? And they say, well, actually, Siobhan, the most number of mums that are carrying prams are this and that. We surveyed a thousand people randomly on the street and we found that 98% of them are but white. We're never gonna, what do you, no, but what do we we're do? Never we turn around do and go, that. oh, well, it's still offensive? Come no, no, on. no, it's but his... that's not my point. I think there's social responsibility with everything. Like yeah. I, as a media producer, as a content creator, I have responsibility for what I create. Yeah. Now, my thing is about particularly mothers and supporting mothers who, whom I think get a raw deal, just generally Correct. speaking. So let's reach out to them better. Than, and, and if it's exposing the fact that they are living lives on phones because that's where they are. I don't think that's are, exposing a fact. I don't think don't it's exposing it's a, fact. a fact. I think it's a really judgmental way of making someone feel really crap about trying to no, have... I, I, a bit, I, I, I disagree think it was totally. Very, yeah, it's not, I think but it's not... There's nobody in, in... Nobody can turn around and go, I'm offended that because it's not actually talking I'll about it. I'll take you down to the school and speak to a lot of mums <laughs> well, that are offended. Oh, sure. And you. you know what? If you can get them off their phone so we can go and have a chat, that'd be great. Just Instagram oh, them. Oh, sorry. Oh, hashtag offended. Hashtag somebody just offended me at school. Hashtag, oh my God, what am I going to do? Quick, let's tell... I th- but I also think there's a lot... Look, Let's I tell think, Retro Sweat. They'll go and I think a lot of us can be stand here and say we are offended. Don't take a plug at Retro Sweat. No. Shannon and Julie's a great girl. She's a good friend of mine. awesome. I think we have to we have yes. to wrap up on that because I you know I stoke the fire and then I put that's the water retro sweat is the water cooling retro us all sweat. down the sweat <laughs> retro sweat Oof. I should say for those of you who don't know is aerobics to eighties music it's hilarious it's the best and everybody thing ever. everybody should do it particularly <laughs> when they're upset about a lunar cartoon anyway next we're going to talk about risks do you let your kids take them and has it always ended well parenting they say takes a village. People often ask me, what's your main job as a midwife? I say, my job is to keep fear out of the door. What's the best response when you're lost for words? Silence. Feed, Play, Love is the bite-sized parenting podcast that's a village in your pocket. Short interviews with experts and real parents about everything from managing tantrums to making sure you get regular date nights. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for Feed, Play, Love. Children are wired, their brains are wired to take risks. They need to, to be able to develop the way that they should. That's CEO of CPR Kids, Sarah Hunstead, speaking on Feed, Play, Love this week. And basically, Sarah's thing is all about um, equipping parents to be able to give their kids first aid. And what she's saying about taking risks is that kids need it, but Parents also need to know how to patch them up, which is the part that kind of freaks me out. Chris, um, you've got three kids, Mm. two boys. What kinds of risks have you let them take and has it ever ended in a place where you've had to patch them up? So just let's define what a risk is. Uh, Are we talking about like a risk is in like an emotional risk or a developmental risk? Let's say a physical risk because that's where we tend to be a little bit less... Well, happy in, to do it as kids. What, as in, let's all climb the rocks, and if you fall down, you hurt yourself. Yes. Well, ah, or let you can ride shit. your BMX. You can ride your BMX bike down there and go off the right. Yeah. Right. Have you let them do that? Well, you know what? But it's it's not a matter of letting them do it. It's it's equipping them with the tools to be able to understand 
whether it's the right decision or not. And I can tell them not to do it, or I could say to them, mate, that's a really ace jump. Why don't you give it a go? Might break your arm, but hey, <laughs> I, I'm and totally has, cool with has that. Has that ever happened? Oh, it happens all the time. Have they broken anything? Uh, no, but I but here's the thing. <laughs> oh, no. wish they had. Uh, no, that's why he's like, go for it. I'm, I'm all about the kind of the, one of the boys likes to skate, so so um, he goes down to the skate park and then he kind of chipped a bone in his in his knee, and I was like, oh, get up, mate, come on. I was pushing him along, and he was like, in absolute. I was like, God, oh, suck it up, princess, let's go, big fella. And he was like, and then we took him to the hospital and found out that he chipped his knee. And so did you feel terrible? No. <laughs> oh, come on. Maybe to the first time. He took run. him to the hospital at yeah. least. I, Didn't I, leave him at home. I, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's a waiting room. That's a crash. Um, like, it's like, that's four hours of bliss. If you've ever been to the public hospital waiting room, it's like, oh, it's like, do I come back at like, I'll come back in five hours. Do you, mate, you just stay there. I'll be, daddy's got to do some, daddy's got to go drink. Uh, no, no, but this, the, the thing is that, you know, these kids are, um, they need that resilience. They need to make the mistake. And it also, it doesn't necessarily come from parents. Parents are allowed, will push the resilience element. Resilience is good. But schools have this, oh, so such a frustrating thing. Schools have this, this um, primary schools especially go, oh, look, you know, everyone's a winner. Nobody's a loser. Um, we're all we're all leaders. Like the year six kids, if there's a school captain and a sports captain, well, that's great. And then everyone's given a leadership badge. So there's no kind of like higher committee of leaders. It's like everyone is a leader and, oh, and wow. nobody, but nobody can fail. I feel like you've fail. gone on a different tangent. No, no, no. But this is the point. <laughs> okay. that, that, you get into the point. All right. The point is that it's, it encourages that no kids can fail. Or they can't understand what it's like to fail. They can't understand what it's like to, to make a mistake. And to get back up. And to get back it. up. Yeah. So the idea is that the mistake, whether it becomes climbing up a wall, hanging off a monkey bar, you know, falling off the thing, chipping a tooth, um, you know, that, that type of stuff happens. Trying to be be the captain but not getting it. Right. And it's all part of the same psyche. It's, it's absolutely dealing with the same form of resilience. The, the mistake will happen and you'll learn from it. And that means that they, you know, I graze my knees as a kid all the time. It's kind of a sign of you having a good phones. childhood. No, it's because it's, 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 yeah. <laughs> he didn't have phones. Yes. I grazed my knees because my older, older brother kept on dragging me yeah. along. He was like, come on. <laughs> Anita, have you, yeah. um, with your kids, you've yes. got a, a, but a seven-year-old boy, yes. I imagine, has probably got into a lot of so trouble. So it's really interesting that you say that because my son's nature, he's fearful. So actually from the beginning, he's always the one to say, I don't think that child should be um, climbing up that tree. <laughs> I swear to you, <laughs> since day dot, he has been the one that is very cautious. Ask anyone. My son is very, very cautious. He's like, I don't think that's a good idea. Whereas my daughter, she's the one at two years old. I walked down the stairs one day and she was up on the side table almost climbing out the window. <laughs> with sunglasses on. I've got a great oh, photo of nice. it. I don't know. She At least she was doing it in, in style. In onesie with the, like, you know, and the glasses. And the and I was like, what? And the lamp was right next to her. She was hanging on the lamp. And I was kind of like, what are you doing? So what did I do? I got out my phone. <laughs> <laughs> and I took a photo and I was like, risk taker. <laughs> Look at me, hashtag parent, parent win. <laughs> but I was just like, you know what? That's her nature. And she will always be more... Inclined to try new things, and it's funny you say it. With my son, I actually started a jar called "Trying New Things Jar." That is in like each each time he got up to a level, and you put I put pasta in it, and I made little marks on the side. Mm. So each time he'd try new things, whether it be a food or an adventure or a sport or something like that, I keep adding it in. And each mm. and each level was a bit of a reward. 
and it's about trying new things. So then if we're trying to do that, whether it's food or whatever, when they're out in the park and then he's like, mummy, I'm going to climb up the tree, I'm like, try new things. I'm ready. I'm prepared. But isn't yeah. that the thing that we talk about? Like, it, And he does it. That we talk about kind of AI being the next thing, you know, the taking over of yeah. robots. And the, the very thing that kind of stops that technology from becoming, you know, the human is the fact that they don't consciously go, okay, I'm going to explore outside the boundaries of what I already know yes. and learn by the mistake. Because as soon as that happens, they then start thinking for themselves. And that, it, that that's a basic human principle. They have, to, they have to go out and start thinking for themselves. I want my kids to take risks. I actually think because I was, I was fearless as a child, I was the one that had the roller skates on. I went to the top of the hill. I set up a ramp with a brick and a piece. Piece of wood. Oh, I swear to you, so and I found it on the street. Okay, and I went down. I was in North Bondi. I went down the hill, flung oh off the God. ramp into a bush, bleeding all. Came home, blood everywhere. Oh, I love this. Stuff. And I made, and then I made my little sister do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I had no fear. I came back grazed. I still have scars on my legs from playing outdoors. I want my children to take risks and I'm ready to patch them up. I want the stories. I want the, I want that's the a stories. Great story, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, that's the thing that continues on. It's, you know, every time you fall over, this is how I got like that scar. It was yeah. like wet cement. It was like, I've got like cement burns or something oh on my, my leg. It's exactly like the story. I've got scar under my chin. Do you know you something know? I think that we did as parents? I didn't realise we were doing it until I spoke to someone who said, when parents say, if you do that, you'll fall off. Or if you do that, be careful. That looks really dangerous. We yes. do that all the time. I, what do you think? Um, it, it's, it inhibits them. It makes them afraid. Whereas what sh- this person was saying, wish I could remember who it was, what yeah. she was saying is the better thing to do is if they're on a tree and they're trying to climb to another branch and they're like, oh, I don't know. You say to them, what does your tummy tell you? Do you think it's... Do you think you can make it or do you think it's not a good idea and get them to read their own instinct instinct about doing it or not? And you don't say, oh, <laughs> looks like you might fall down. Like, But we just unconsciously would do that all the time. You hear it all the time in the playground. I swear to you, if, if, you know, when you're watching parents talk to their kids, you all often say, careful of that, careful of this. I wouldn't do that if I was you. You know, all this kind of stuff. And you're probably right. I love that point. I'm going to try mm, that. Try it on the kids. All right. Well, next up, this should be interesting. Swearing. Have you ever had a potty mouth? If you have, how do you handle it around kids? That's what we're talking about next on the Parent Panel. This week, Darren Levin wrote about how he swears in front of his kids. He talks about how his kids understand when the swearing is a slip up and says, I'm not saying you should become one of those free range parents that allow their kids to smoke pot as long as it's in the house and we do it as a family. But normalizing (laughs) swearing could weirdly make your children swear less. Anita, do you swear in front of the kids? Yes. And, uh... What? Limit. Well, you know, like I, I don't go the full C word. Like okay, we're so, not going there. Oh, so what kind? But of when you do, it's liberating. <laughs> it's just like that's between girlfriends. But well, yeah, we'll um commitment. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've done that. She's got the proof on her finger. It's Come see on. you next Tuesday. But let's. Um, but other things like. We can say yes, it. Yes, we can. We're... Okay, so like shit and fuck and stuff like that. You say the F word. Yeah. See, I can't even say so it. So I say it, but the fun, well, it's not that funny. And Ryan and I, my partner, like it, it slips out, but it's not like we walk around going, yeah. F this, F that. This is bloody made... F and awful. Like we're not like running around the house every second word, mm. but it's funny. But I get pulled up by the kids 
especially my son. He goes, Mummy, that was rude. <laughs> so I think there's a point and I'm actually what he's saying it's I'm building resilience you're teaching them not to you're by swearing a lot you're teaching them to swear less yes and I think it's funny because you know the swear words I guess that's g-rated like shut up they get more offended by shut up than shit mm. they find that more offensive mm. than you know because they see on TV now every you know what I mean you what it's just unbelievable what they hear and see mm. and everything compared to when you know, we were young. My grandmother, oh my gosh, if my dad heard me swear, it was like, you're, you're get, oh, you'll get a backhander. I don't think, like I, it, I don't you think know, the house I would is never the problem. be able to. I'd be, you're up against YouTube. Yeah. Like, you're up against all these. You're up against you, the kids, the other kids at school. But before well. we go on to YouTube, do you swear in front of the kids, Chris? Um, <laughs> so I'm going to say no. And I can hear my kids go, what? They're like, fuck no. What? <laughs> um, no, I, uh, so not, not, um, Directly, inadvertently, like if, if I'm having a conversation and the old the old um, you know, the old f bomb turns from a noun to a verb, uh, then you know I, I'm, it might happen. But the that's uh, did it ever happen when they're little? Because that's one thing that all the time I when think, they're little. And did they ever parrot back what you said in? So my nephew is uh, <laughs> right. Interesting kid, uh, probably a little bit too smart for his own good. He's walking around with his parents, and his parents don't mind the old um, dropping the old uh, f bomb every now and again. And so one of them has made a remark about the pigeons that are out in the yard, and she's going, "Oh, the fucking pigeons!" It's just yeah, the fucking pigeons like this. That was like a, a week or so prior to this event. So we're out there, and there's a whole bunch of family, and it's like a nice little gathering, uh, and it's really kind of special event. We're all kind of catching up, and and Dickie's walking around, and there's some birds, and he kind of walks up, and at the, there was this lull How old is in the he, conversation. By the way? He's now four, so uh, three and a half. So he, I think this probably is about. Yeah, you know, a year and a half ago, he's about uh-huh. two. He's walked into the group, and there's lull. You know when there's the lulling conversation. You know it's all low noise, 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 silent. Yeah. And you go, oh, why is it all silent? Well, at the silent part, he thought that was his cue to go, fucking pigeons, <laughs> fucking pigeons, like <laughs> this, and starts shooting them off. And we're like, oh, 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 oh. who's who said this? <laughs> yeah. So What's I, your story, I actually, Anita? I actually. <laughs> It's really, it's good and bad and funny and yeah, bad parenting. But so when my daughter was You're so probably, excited to tell is, the story actually, though. So. It, I'm a bit um, sentimental about it. It's like reminding me of a really cute time in my daughter's life. So every time a fire truck went by the house, my daughter would say, fire fuck. Oh, great. <laughs> but it happened all the time. So we'd be on the street and my daughter would be just a thing and scream out, fire fuck. Fire fuck. And we all thought it was funny. So then we'd bring out my son's fire truck in front of people and go, Talia, what's this? So <laughs> she was great value. She was great value. And I actually was disappointed when she starts saying, there's the fire truck. Oh, and I'm like, oh, Charlie, it's let your mum down. I know, sweetie. It was moment. a really good comedic act, really good value for a good, you know, for a good Green couple of years I got over. out there. All right. Our final topic in just a moment is dressing up babies as zombies for Halloween all in good fun or bad taste? Okay, Mom, you cannot have a problem with this. I'm Mother Teresa. Are you kidding me? What? I'm her back when she was hot. So that's Haley from Modern Family freaking her mum out with her inappropriate Halloween costumes. And speaking of what could 
be seen as inappropriate costumes. A mum in America has made headlines after a particularly gruesome Halloween shoot with her husband and toddler. Both were in full costume and makeup as zombies and photographed in the woods by an abandoned hut. It was so well done. But basically, this little girl, and we'll put links in the notes to this episode if you haven't seen it. The little girl was often eating what looked like her dad's entrails or hand. Apparently, they were made out of um, red velvet kind of cake. cake. Um, The mom and photographer, (laughs) Tiffany Renfro, has said that it was just a bit of fun. And that's the way they spend time together as a family, don't you know? Uh, When the photos actually went viral, they got, you know, as happens on the internet, a lot of criticism from those who thought the images were too gory. Chris, what did you think of the photos? Just a bit of fun, you know. It's the kind of thing we go and, you know, slay a goat and dance around the hill's hoist every uh, once a week when there's a – every full moon. I don't know what you do as a family. That's what we do. (laughs) Would you do a shoot like this? See, I've, I had a look at the photos and I was like, I've just realised that you've you've said that it was a photo shoot. I thought that was the before photos. So <laughs> I, I, I was thinking something's got to be better than this. <laughs> uh, and wrong. And let's be honest, uh, you know, dressing kids up in Halloween makeup, if they're a bit ugly, uh, it's probably a good thing for them. Um, <laughs> you know, let's uh, make them a little bit more socially acceptable by hiding the flaws. As I was say, ugly babies, pretty ribbons. Um, would I... <laughs> put my children through this, I kind of, there's a sense of me which goes, yeah. Uh, I've got some friends who are in, in Melbourne and now uh, one in, in Hobart who's um, uh, really involved in this thing like called Zombie Walk. And for years and years, it's been kind of developed out of like the Melbourne comedy scene as part of the Melbourne Comedy Festival. There's a whole bunch of people there. Zombie Walk came up. And so people would walk down the street, like Swanson Street and, and down to um, Exhibition and down Burke, Burke Street Mall dressed as zombies. Wow. And it was fantastic. And it's just this this great fascination that people have with the fact that, you know, there's a bit of blood or gore and, and makeup and, and bits and pieces like that. I think if you can take it to a new level, go and do it. If you can <laughs> if that's what you're into, have a crack. I just love the fact and and you know, the kids that again, you know, I kinda of look at the kid, is it gonna affect the kid? Uh, they're into Maybe it. Maybe a tummy ache after all the red, yeah. red velvet cake. But yeah. <laughs> she wouldn't have even been two, I reckon. Do you reckon she's around two? She's, I reckon she's just, yeah, looked about two. Yeah, uh, you don't remember that. No. Or 200. <laughs> be, like, we're not going to yeah, see true. her on Ellen in 15 years' time going, oh, I hurt my pants because they made me eat fake entrails in a photographic <laughs> shirt. It's like, get over I think it. It's awesome. I really like the photos. I thought it was brilliantly done. So be- It's it so was, well done. It's really well done as a shoot. And I think, and when I read the article as well that came with it, it was something they do as a family. So apparently, this is what the dad does. So I think it's the same thing as in, you know, you have some dads or whatever, let's say they're footy fans, they dress up their kids in these outfits, make them go out to the football game and make them like this and teach them about the the players and all this kind of stuff. It's bonding. So what's the difference of dressing up as as zombies or dressing up as an AFL football Because I think it's a lot more effort to dress them up as zombies. If you want to take offence at dressing up... Well, football's every week. This is only once a year at least (laughs) she has to put this effort If you want to take offence at dressing up babies, I take offence at that whole ribbon thing. What's that? I'm more offended at the red and white. (laughs) <laughs> or whatever it may be, whatever colours it may be, what's, these poor kids, you know. What's that thing? It's like there's yeah, a pretty I'm little against... baby. I'm going to shove a ribbon on it, wrap yeah. it around its head and look like I'm choking it. I'm just realising we could be a, like alienating half our audience here, but I'm really not a baby bow person. Hey, look, if you're into baby bows, no, my, just my, go and yeah. take a good look at yourself. Seriously. <laughs> no, not... Like that's... 
like really subscribe to another podcast <laughs> we don't want you not true not true i love all parents just the baby bows but you know i think bow. i think the actual photos were pretty cool and i think that they were but you know what? Again, if you're going to put it up online, you're going to put the photos up online. You you're want, you it. want opinion. They you want, want people. Attention. That's attention. Well, yeah. I think it was awesome. She yeah, did great. It was good. Before I let you go, um, is there anything you guys are doing at the moment that you want to plug, or are we just going to fade gently into the? No, show? I'm going to plug because go that's plug. what we're here for. Plug it's the perfect it. time to declutter before Christmas. Okay, you've just <gasps> decluttered. Point. I hope hope your dress ups from from Halloween. But now I want you guys to get into your toys. Get into your kids' toys. It's the perfect time to declutter. There's heaps of toy drives. Anita's looking at yeah. me in a very um, so I'll be at your house way. next week, Siobhan. <laughs> um, but it's definitely time. Get into it. Do it. Number yeah. one rule: do it without the children. Yeah, you know what and, they play with. And we'll put links onto Anita's website because she's got lots of tips there too. Chris, is there any anything you want to plug apart from, you know, if you're getting married? Get and you, married. <laughs> you're getting married. You That's, want a funny celebrant. Well, apart from that, well, there are hundreds of things. I, I just, let's just pick something at random just if you want. Out, you want. I'll, just go like, on. I'll, I'll plug somebody else's event. Go uh, on. No, no, no. I, I like the uh, – well, do you know that February 2020 is a highly sought-after wedding day, <gasps> right, for next oh. year? Yeah. And and I just had a cancellation oh. for that day. So Chris, so I'm so saying that I'm still I'm still available. Well, no, he might not be. Excuse me, I might just oh, yeah, have to take right. that date. Anita might be taking it because we've everything we've happens for a reason. I told Ryan while he's away, I'm going to be planning the wedding. I did well, get, there you go. Didn't I didn't know what happened in the first twelve hours, but <laughs> <laughs> I did get booked. Hang on, sorry, I'll just give you a card. Um, I did get booked <laughs> for a, I did get booked for a wedding. Disappointingly, on I, I think like it's May day. the sixteenth next year, right? And that coincidentally, I think it's May the 16th or 18th. It's the Saturday, but it happens to be um, the Eurovision Song Contest final. So I'm I'm torn between two lovers. Oh, so that's look, my card. it's sad, but we're, well, I'm glad now we've we've wrapped that up. Um, Anita, Chris, thank you so much for coming in. Thanks, thank Siobhan. you. You've been listening to The Parent Panel, a babyology podcast, hosted and produced by me, Siobhan Hunt. For more information on the show or to check out other episodes with equally funny and insightful guests, you can find all you need at our website, babyology.com.au forward slash parent panel. Mm-hmm.